This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for event news update. I'm Ray Koob. I'm Marcus Goldman. Checking in on the Vent News Network with sad news at the top of the stack. The passing of the band's Robbie Robertson at age 80, surrounded by family and friends at home. I pulled into Nazareth, was feeling about half past dead. I just need some place where Robbie Robertson, best known for his work with the band, backed up Bob Dylan, a glorious music history. Songs like The Wait, The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down, Up on Cripple Creek, just some of the songs you may know, as well as all of the musicians he's played with over the years. Just such an incredible musician. He got involved with his dear friend Martin Scorsese around the last waltz because it turned into a film and an album, their supposedly last gig for the band, right? And that led to his doing soundtrack work on Raging Bull, The King of Comedy, Casino, The Departed, The Wolf of Wall Street and The Irishman, just to name a few movies. And he recently completed work on Marty's upcoming film, Killers of the Flower Moon. It's a big one, Marcus. So many artists pouring a little out for the one and only Robbie Robertson. Can you find the wolves in this picture? And just the other day, we heard the news of the passing of a man whose work was iconic. Not everyone can say that, Marcus. Jamie Reed, the man who designed the Sex Pistols artwork, has passed at age 76. Their only album, Nevermind the Bollocks, here's the Sex Pistols. That was his artwork. The single artwork for God Save the Queen, the single artwork for Anarchy in the UK, uh-huh. that was this guy's artwork. And very punk rock, very punk in attitude, created something that people will never forget. People who were a part of that scene. Something that has a permanent imprint on their mind. 
Also, the Kinks family this week lost a brother. John Gosling, who played with the band in the 70s, has passed at age 75. Said brother Dave Davies of the Kinks, I'm dismayed, deeply upset by John Gosling's passing. He has been a friend and important contributor to the Kinks music during his time with us. Deepest sympathies to his wife and family. I will hold deep affection and love for him in my heart always. A great musician and a great man. John Gosling of the Kinks. We've long heard about the collection of stuff that used to belong to Freddie Mercury, and of course his dear friend Mary Austin has kept it and apparently cataloged and gone through it in anticipation of an auction, of course. But there will be a public display for the first time for a month at Sotheby's where you can go and view many of the items that will be auctioned off. Now, a lot of them are 40, 50, maybe 100 pounds at auction. But we've been talking about one item that is the pinnacle of this whole auction being held by the Freddie Mercury estate. And that's that famous piano, Marcus. Yep, that treasured black Yamaha piano. And it is expected to go for two to three million pounds. I mean, the guy wrote Bohemian Rhapsody on that piano. Right. And it's that place, that, that piece of music it's that thing that helped him create some great music overall and write some beautiful songs that forever we will enjoy so the value the excitement owning it pretty big deal but i am curious as to who might buy that piano well it might be somebody from neptune beach florida that just won the billion dollar lottery you never know <laughs> Could be Mr. Ursay as well. He's got quite a collection of musical instruments. I don't know if he has any pianos in his collection yet. This might entice him to begin collecting pianos. Here's something that's not always the case in rock and roll. Mary Austin has said that Freddie kept this piano in pristine condition, never smoked while he was sitting at it and playing. No one, he or anyone else, was allowed to rest a glass on it or anything like that. Always kept it pristine, as she said. It's just a turning of the historic page in a great story in rock and roll. I hope some of this stuff ends up in a rock and roll museum somewhere so that people in the future can look back and be like, oh, oh that's the story behind some of this great music. We'll have a follow-up on this on a future Bent News update. My buddy Nico McBrain, drummer of Iron Maiden, revealed last week that he had suffered a stroke earlier this year, unbeknownst to most of us. And because of how he started out after the stroke, he was really worried that that was going to be the end for him as a professional drummer. It sounds as if he's on a path to recovery and a return to the drum seat. Iron Maiden Marcus. Good news after an unexpected situation for most fans, right? True. He described the stroke as a minor one, a TIA, which stands for transient ischemic attack. Thank goodness it was a small stroke, and he's able to, through physical therapy, be able to get back on track and be able to play drums again. I know the band would love to have him back behind the kit with him when they hit the road again. 
It must be getting closer to the holiday buying season, Marcus, because Motley Crue is announcing a mammoth box set of their Shout at the Devil album hitting on October 27th, the traditional release for marketing pros who are trying to get that holiday buying dollar. <laughs> it's what you would expect, the original album and all the different versions, and of course the stuff that wasn't on the album, the demos and stuff like that. Pretty cool if you're a member of the crew. Buddy, we've been talking about the tribute to John Wetton that took place last week in London, and a few of our podcast friends are among those who took the stage to pay tribute. Annie Haslam, Steve Hackett, and Guy Pratt, who's part of Nick Mason's band. But there was a big surprise for the faithful who came. Drummer Bill Bruford, elusive I would call him, surprised everybody by showing up and playing some at this very special tribute. He has been retired from playing for a while and wasn't even billed on the event and then appeared with Roxy Music guitarist Phil Manzanera, Nick Mason's saucer full of secrets bassist Guy Pratt, and squeeze guitarist and singer Chris Difford for a live run-through of Brian Ferry's Let's Stick Together. That's pretty awesome. And to see Bill Bruford back behind the kit sure had to be exciting for everybody who was there as well as the musicians who played. And I'm sure John Wetton, looking down, was stoked. That means we've got to get Guy, Annie, and Steve on to talk about this amazing tribute as soon as we can here on the Bent News Update or as an extended interview on the imbalanced history of rock and roll. The record store in your neighborhood heating up with a couple hot releases in August, and here's Marcus Goldman with the 411. Oh, man. Today, two zingers of albums are dropping. P.I.L., Johnny Lydon's band, End of the World, is coming out. They let me out on the weekends. They kick me out in the dark. I like to think that I'm stalkers. I'm here to cop the big question mark. And the Hives have a new album called The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons. I've heard a few tracks on this record, and it is fantastic. Also on the 18th, next Friday, Grace Potter's Mother Road, Hozier's Unreal Unearth, and John Batista's World Music Radio. Three fantastic albums. Can't wait to hear all three of them. Here at the Bent News Network, we're looking for new sponsors for both Bent News and the Imbalance History of Rock and Roll. Let's work together. Say hello via email at imbalancehistory at gmail.com, and let's see if we can't find a way to make this thing work for your thing. Speaking of this thing, here's an update about our Dylan Goes Electric episode from last week, and I found out this in Scott Shea's book about the Mamas and the Papas. And he's going to be on with us in a few weeks here on the Imbalance History of Rock and Roll, talking about them and that whole scene. But here's what I kind of pieced together, because we were kind of like amazed how the birds could have gotten their version out so quickly. Turns out, five days after Dylan recorded his version of Mr. Tambourine Man, the birds recorded theirs, and that's how they were able to make their release date just a couple months later seem like a superhuman 
achievement. But they had the inside, man. And you know what I found out? The reason they had the inside and the reason they ended up at Columbia was because of Miles Davis, dude. What? I know. That's crazy. Miles Davis loved his rock and roll. And if he liked somebody, he let the people know it. Monday, wherever you get your podcast, an interview with writer Mick Wall. He's a masterful storyteller, and we get to hang out and listen to some great stories about his most recent book. Yeah, it's called Life in the Fast Lane, the story of the Eagles and so much more. And seriously, our conversation with Mick was a blast. And this book is excellent. It's not too long, but let me tell you, it goes into a lot of detail telling the story of the Eagles it gets so awesomely peripheral because it really looks at the entire scene and he talks about the scene in detail. And he goes back to tell how they all got there to become the Eagles as well as the ride and everything that happens at the end, which we talk about with him to some detail. It's really going to be a fun episode. And I think that's true whether you like the Eagles or not. So make sure you get it wherever you get your podcasts on Monday. And that's going to do it for this Bent News Update. I'm Ray Koob. I'm Marcus Goldman. And when you need to know... Get Bent. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.